Hey, Marshall. Hey, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? I I do, <laughs> with a slightly different energy this week. <laughs> well, hey, happy birthday. Thank you. For your birthday, yes. I got you Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> <laughs> to the For my birthday, you took me to the valley. <laughs> this is Jungle of Mystery Podcast, and we talk about Lost. This week we're talking about season three, episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. And we talk about all the lost. Yeah. The good lost and the bad lost. Good, the good and the bad and the ugly. And last week, coming from last week to this week was a real... Man, I know. Shock, I guess? <laughs> jarring? At least, at least I prepared you for it. I'm you almost I wishing I hadn't. I appreciate that. And just see how pissed you would be if I hadn't prepared you for it. But I couldn't let you go in blind. I just couldn't. No, I, I, I appreciate it because it prepped me to kind of like... Not take it seriously. I think I... I Well, I appreciated like the better parts of it more, I think. Okay. Because... Not the, a lot of those. No, it really was kind of... I was trying in some of like the <laughs> island scenes. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a three even, even <laughs> out of ten. Some of the shit on the island is like not well thought out. No, it's a it's a mess. But let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start with... The most critically acclaimed content <laughs> in the episode. Oh man, those fun flashbacks. The not at all problematic. Yeah, not weird and racist flashbacks. Super, super not problematic at all, even in the slightest. Yeah, here we go. Jack wakes up on the beach. Doing that again, except this time it's not. <laughs> They're not trying to trick you. Yeah. We're in Phuket. It's time to learn about the tattoos, I guess. And it just, right off the bat, feels really racist. <laughs> like, immediately. All, all I could think of was Short Round from Indiana Jones. He, yeah. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Dr. Jack, Dr. Oh, Jack. Man. Just immediately steps out onto the beach in this just primitive land. With yeah. these cute, primitive people who don't know English. Run around selling their American products. Yeah. It's rough. Anyway. You know, white doctor man is super popular with the locals, I guess. Everyone's like, hey, what up? You know, it's it's weird. And then he is on the beach building a kite and he's doing a bad building job. A kite. And a random sexy woman, Achira, shows up and offers to help him and they flirt. And it's like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. He's just such a weird fuckboy in this whole episode. Like He's really rough in this regardless episode. Regardless of how you feel about Jack before now or after now, like after this episode, we need to just agree that this episode is not Jack. Like, this is weird. He's a real piece of shit in this episode. Yeah, you know, the Jack that we know has always been overbearing and aggressive and kind of an asshole. But then they decided in this episode to add in, like, arrogant yeah. It just is a weird mix that's just not Jack. Um, Jack goes on a date with Achira, and they're, I guess they're eating at her brother's restaurant, and he immediately brings up his daddy issues. Yeah, good. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Because Achira makes a I'm not. I'm not a Casanova by any means, <laughs> but I, even I knew yeah. at one point in my life that that's not something you bring up. Yeah. I also, from what I could tell in this episode, the fact that it was a kite yeah. didn't seem to be significant. 
No. Okay. Why that? Because I I was putting those together as I remember distinctly as an eight-year-old in Florida when I would go on vacation with my parents. And I would build those. That's the whole. Well, that's the the whole point. He never did it as a kid. That's the whole point of the scene. Is she? Is yeah, she says she makes a comment about how like why don't you know how to fly a kite? And he says like, oh well, my dad hates me, and we never did things as a family. Never had time for kite flying. That's the whole point. Things that you're supposed to learn how to do as a kid, he never did because he had an unhappy childhood. It's a bit of a reach, but okay. That's the, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's like I just like it's just he's a fucking spine spinal surgeon. Uh, if if I saw my if I watched my spinal surgeon struggle to put together a kite on a beach, I don't give a fuck I mean, what his childhood just, story is. Symbolic. I'm finding another it's, surgeon. It's symbolic of like he doesn't know how to like have fun and relax and like something as simple as a kite like is just beyond him. Like he just doesn't, you know, doesn't know how to do it. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's it's a weird choice, but sure. <laughs> So yeah, that was the whole point of it, was to be like, I didn't have a childhood, so I don't know how to fly a kite. And then, he, yeah, he so he starts talking about his father, and Atra's like, <laughs> she says, I have no interest in your father. She says, you must be in Phuket to find yourself. And he says, what makes you say that? And she says, you're an American. Yeah, he's there to find something. Yeah. And then a man comes up and gives her an envelope full of cash, and she says, I have a gift. And Jack is looking <laughs> at her like, okay. Right, because it's... Uh, you're supposed to think that she's a prostitute. Yes, of You're course. supposed to think yes. that she is a sex worker because it happens all the time. A white dude showing up in Thailand is there for that reason. That is what happens. Yes, of course. That's called sex tourism. Yes. And the look that he gives her is like, okay. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's like, it's also like, not only is it trying to paint her as a sex worker, but like in a negative connotation. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, ugh. so yeah, he learns this about her and then we cut to like they've been together for a month and in this scene we have to watch them have sex and it's just really unpleasant okay i i i we we also both found it very oh it's so (laughs) bad it's so bad i don't hate that in tv shows usually but this one it's like i don't want to i i want to look away i i don't like it I think it's like Biling is an attractive woman, but like the, the way that they set this whole the whole scene, yeah, it's just bad. Really it's bad. Uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's just so it's so out of left field with the whole tone of the show. The way they film it is like trying to give off like, even though obviously it's not very explicit. It's a it's a it's a you know primetime television show, but it's trying to give off like porny vibes, kind of yeah. the way they go about it, and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's not porn. <laughs> yeah. So many, so, so many just <laughs> fucking five-star efforts in this episode. <laughs> Good God. But then then the weird asshole Jack comes out again, and he says, it might be nice after a month of you coming and going whenever you want to find out something about you. And it's like, almost like it's supposed to be flirty, except I just super hate everything about the way he says it. It feels so possessive yeah, like, and weird. Yeah, like no one's... Forcing you at gunpoint to do this, Jack. Yeah. You could have just done something else. Yeah, like, you're on vacation and you're fucking somebody. Also, he's been there for a month. Yeah. He's having a time, a rough time. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure this is meant to be like immediately after. Yeah, it's his, his uh, rebound. Right. But remember, like, last, not only was he, was it a rebound, but like, he shits bad, right? Yes. So, yeah, he's been there for a while. 
She says, there are things that happen here that you could never understand. And he says, like your gift? And then they do weird, gross, like, sexy talk. Yep. I don't want to talk about it. It's a weird scene. It's gross. There we go. They also do the whole, like, broken English thing, but only in some parts of this episode. It's Only when it suits it's them. It's very bizarre. Yeah. She says, yeah, like... I- yeah. She, yeah, I don't even want to say it. Never mind. I'm not going to do it in front <sighs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's just so striking. It's very bad. So, again, Jack is just like a fucking asshole now, I, I guess. In the next flashback, we see him following her. Because, I mean, I guess he has nothing else to be doing. <laughs> it quite literally seems like he has nothing else to be doing. <laughs> and this is the kind of shit that gets people disappeared. Uh, yeah. You should not, as a foreigner... I mean, anywhere. Follow. <laughs> anywhere. I mean, anywhere in general. Yeah. But especially in f- places that you're not familiar with, you, should, you probably just shouldn't follow people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's drunk. He's belligerent. He follows her and finds out that it's a tattoo parlor where she works. And then and then he commits battery. Oh, God. Shit takes a by turn. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. It is rough. It's battery. Like, hey... This, you know, oh, you know what this reminds me of? Like a very poorly made early James Bond film. It's also, yeah, it's also very, this scene is very rapey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's It's like a very poorly made early Bond film. He lays hands on her, but like the whole scene, the way he's talking to her, the way he like corners her into doing it, it's just really rapey and weird. And it's like, why do we have to make Jack rapey and weird? Like, he has his flaws, but these are not them. Oh, it was, it was really dark. It was very uh, dark. So, yeah, we, we learned that her gift is that she can see who people are, and she... Gives them tattoos. Gives them a tattoo to define... My work is not decoration, it's definition. Yeah, okay. So he says, tell me who I am. And she says, no, you're an outsider because I'm not allowed. And then he forces her to anyway. She says, you're a leader and a great man, but this makes you lonely and frightened and angry. And then he says, now put it on me. Yeah. For some fucking reason. Like, why, Jack? What is the point of this? Oh, my God. Like, you could you could use this to draw, you know, conclusions about his character. Except, let me tell you, Marshall, none of this bears any weight on, like, what he's going to be, like, going for. Like, this is totally out of left field. So it makes me not even want to, like, talk about what it might mean about him. Because it's just so... No, it all felt not, incredibly contrived. Yeah, it's it's so not going to be relevant to his character going forward, and it's so bad. It's really bad. It was, it, like, you have everything. You have the rapey vibes, where he, like, throws her against the wall. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, but that's not, but not, but it's presented in a way where it's like, oh, well, he's just upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forcing her to do something she doesn't want. Yeah. You've got the stereotype about like the 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 mystic indigenous, right? Like right. The, there's that stereotype. Right. It, it's it checks all the boxes. It's so bad. And and also just like if we take all that out and pretend like it, there's anything reasonable about this, I would not want a tattoo from a person that I had quite visibly shaken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like. As a as a cherry on top of this really bad cake, I, yeah. I would like want someone who's very frightened uh, to to be sticking right, needles right. in my skin. It's so wild. The whole thing, like I guess the whole like, oh, tell me who I am or whatever. Sure, okay, but then forcing her to put it on him, 
Like, to what end, my dude? Yeah. Also, like, none of the tattoos on the wall were, like, text. Like, like... Yeah. It's... It was, they were all, like, a different art. Yeah. Like, art pieces. Yeah. And then she gives him, like, a Ford and... character Chinese... Also a Chinese tattoo? Yeah. I don't know, man. In, in, in Thailand? <laughs> I mean... I guess maybe if they're trying to stick with the uh, the authenticity, it, uh, Bai Ling is a Chinese American actress, so yeah, but it still doesn't track. Yeah, boy, oh boy, you were right. This oh, I, it's a, I thought it's it, bad. I thought it was going to be bad in terms of just like being stupid. No, it's bad. I did not understand how. I don't think I could have guessed even the general gist of this plot if you had given me a full hour. Yeah. I don't think I could have come to this. This episode is universally hated. And uh, there's an episode coming well up. Well deserved. There's an episode coming up that I've already told you about the whole Nikki and Paolo episode that we're going to get. That episode is bad because it's goofy. And because of that, it's not really hated. Like, especially now, people kind of look fondly on it. Like, oh yeah, they did this. But this episode is like, <laughs> incites yes. rage. Rightly so. In anyone who, who has to think about it. <laughs> yeah. So our last flashback. Finally, the best part of the flashback. Jack goes to fly his kite on the beach again as if nothing happened. But he's not popular anymore. The little boy who had been nice to him at the beginning runs away from him. And then he gets jumped by a bunch of guys. And they yell at him to get off the beach and leave the country. And then Atra yep. cries and walks away with them. And that's Jack's time in Phuket, I guess. He is lucky that's all that happened to him. <laughs> and now would normally be the part where it's like, okay, let's talk about the cooler stuff that happened on the island, except that stuff was pretty fucking stupid, too. Yeah, it wasn't... It, it's... it's uh, There's a lot... I, one of the things is of, of this season that kind of stands out is that there's a lot of just, like, trading back and forth and not making any headway. Yeah. We will, uh, we will talk about the reason for that after this episode. Okay. Part of my fun fact section at the end, we will address some of the weaknesses of this season and why they are that way. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole lot of, like, quote-unquote character development, I guess, except it's, like, too much. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we are continuing to dive into these characters, except we're running out of good material. Well, but it's, they just keep trading the same, like, threats and, and, yeah, and yeah, it's very objectives yeah. back and forth. I'll save him. Oh, and then this happens. Yeah. Oh, well, now I need you to save him again. Well, I'll only do it if you Yeah. Say if you save her. Exactly. It feels like running on a treadmill. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's get into that. With Jack on the island, we open with Tom coming to collect him from his cell, and he's being moved somewhere else. And he, he assumes they're going to kill him. But Tom says, Why would we kill you? And he says, Because you're done with me. Tom says, What kind of people do you think we are? <laughs> Well, yeah. And then he makes a comment. He says, you see this glass house you're living in, Jack? How about I get you some stones? And it feels like such a ridiculous thing to say. Because from what we know about the others, I mean, Jack has his flaws, but he's not as bad as the others, right? Not based on the list he just enumerated. Right. But then, like, this episode, Jack is so fucking shitty that it's like, okay, I guess. It's like this whole episode is supposed to make you think, like, is Jack really a bad person? But then, I mean, the answer... I didn't get that. I didn't get that from this just because it was so out of line with everything else. Right. 
I'm saying, like, that was supposed to be the vibe, except we know that it's not true. And, like, I'm going to tell you, again, this has no bearing on who he is for the rest of the show. So it's like, no, in this one specific episode, for some reason, for one month in Phuket, he was a real shithead. No, I mean, Jack is the is the stereotype, like, try-hard hero. Like, yeah, exactly. And he's never been anything but that. Right. And I don't, and it's ridiculous to think at, at three seasons in at this point that, that you could that convince us. Yeah, that he, yeah, exactly. And not only, not only change his character, like it'd be one thing if he did something like this on the island and it's like, oh, he's been changed. But it's like to yeah. try to establish this as part of his backstory is like, no, dude, I don't buy that. It's, ugh, anyway, ugh, it's bad. So Jack is handcuffed and he's walked out and he walks past Juliet, who's also handcuffed. And she is moved into his cell. And we see another smirking blonde lady, because we like smirking <laughs> blonde ladies. <laughs> Isabel. Isabel. The sheriff, quote-unquote. <laughs> Marshall, I'm only telling you this because I hate this episode so much, and everything about it, and how contrived every moment of it is. I don't think we see Isabel again ever, ever after this. What? She's not relevant in the slightest. I'm pretty- I, I might be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure we don't see her again. She was just a weird, intimidating figure for this episode. <laughs> and they made her into this, like, thing. The sheriff. But... Yeah, the arbiter of justice. <laughs> I tell you, we're not going to see her again. Really? Yeah. This whole episode okay. is just completely... Wow, it's it's worse than I <laughs> thought it was. It's so separated from reality. Or the reality of the show, I guess. The reality of the, the show. Re- you know what I mean. Oh, it's so bad. And I'm I'm only telling you that because of how stupid this episode is. Normally I'd be like, maybe we will see her again. But no, we fucking won't. Well, at some point I have to figure out what I'm supposed to pay attention to because it can't be everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've learned the hard I've learned the hard way vis-a-vis numbers <laughs> I will, that that is not the right thing I will, for all of it. I will at least sometimes let you know when it's straight up not worth it to dwell on something. Yeah. So Jack is moved to the cages. Tom brings him a cheese sandwich, and he says, Juliet grilled these for me. <laughs> Good lord, Jack. <laughs> they talk about Isabel, the sheriff. Jack says, why are you moving Juliet into my room? Because she's in trouble. Tom, again, I, I didn't write down exactly what he said, but he's presumably trying to make a point about how his people are just as bad as the others. Oh, it's when he talks, he's like, so, you know, Kate and Sawyer, they they just took off without you, huh? They're not coming back. And, uh... It feels like he's going to try to, yet again, bring up, like, you know, your people are just as bad as us, or worse. Yeah. Um, but Jack cuts him off and he leaves. Yeah. Juliet later approaches his cage, tells him that Ben has a fever and infected stitches, and he shows her pictures of them. Uh, and again, like you said, it's just this kind of tedious, I need you to look at them as a favor to me. He's like, you know, are you really doing, you really think he's going to let you go home? And she says, no, I'm in trouble. I just killed someone, and Jack says, well, I'm not going to help him. So it's like, all right. I feel like we've been here before. We have been here before. <laughs> yes. We have. We are beating this dead horse. Also, I cannot fathom how they are unable to treat, like, an infected incision. Yeah, I mean, he makes a... That's basic. He makes a kind of tongue-in-cheek comment about it later, about how, you know, I'd have more respect for you people if you had a decent doctor. Yeah, but, like, not to integrate what nurse practitioners and stuff do but like that's something that is a that's not even something that you would get a doctor to do like yeah someone who has a doctorate just in general in 
like surgery related medicine is going to know how to treat an infection. Right. Like it, that that whole the whole concept of that was 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 ridiculous. But I mean, I think the point is they don't She's a bad doctor, I guess. I guess. I mean, Juliet's good at the one thing, I guess, and that's it. I don't know. It's just weird. So, anyway, Isabel shows up at Jack's cage, looks at his tattoo, and there's a back and forth moment between them where she understand she understands what his tattoo says and she assumes that he doesn't know what it says. And he's like, Yeah, I, I know what it says. <laughs> 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 she's gonna interrogate him and we find out that she's interrogating him about Juliet. Ju- yep. Juliet's handcuffed to a chair, Tom is there too, and she is asking about the moment during the surgery where he says, Juliet asked me to kill Ben. He does his little unconvincing laugh. Like when Juliet was asking him who he is and he's like, I'm a repo man. <laughs> he does his little laugh. He says, no, I was yeah. lying. Turning people against each other was my best chance of creating chaos. And she says, why are you lying for her? So it's this whole just charade going on. This quote unquote interrogation. Investigation. It just, it doesn't, I, I feel like at the end of this episode, I don't think there's been anything accomplished other than he's... You're, am I off? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. We learned a couple of things, yeah. but there was no major, like... No, nothing really happened. Nothing like, trading of lives no. or, yeah. like, bargaining or anything. Nothing was accomplished. Yeah. Of that. No. And this is just the whole part of the whole thing. It's just constantly like, well, I need you to help with this. And I need you to help with this. And I'll only do it if you don't do this. Yeah. And if it's every, everything ends up status quo. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Except for, like, a couple things. We have a weird scene where Jack wakes up in his cage, and there are a bunch of people just looking in at him. This is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Of the entire episode. So one of those people is Cindy, and uh, she has with her the two kids from the tail section. She seems, like, really chill and happy. Yeah, they got, they get, they got, they're they're fucking, it's like, if you ever watched uh, interviews with, any of like the Manson family or no <laughs> oh okay any cult members but yeah yeah like... I mean yes I have I've seen okay. like so th- cult it's, it's that it's that yeah I mean it's She's, exactly that she has been brainwashed yeah he says I thought you were taken and she says it's not that simple yeah and he just goes off and starts yelling at her which like I don't blame him for that yeah I would have freaked out too she says we're here to watch and then the little girl comes up and whispers something to her. And Cindy says, she wants to know how Anna Lucia is doing. And Jack says, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And he starts screaming at her. He says, if you've got something to watch, go watch it. That was like the best Jack part yeah, of the Yeah, they so. all look frightened and offended by this outburst. Go watch it. Yeah. And they walk away and it's like. Oh. It was great. It was like a, it was like a fucking human zoo. Yeah. Like, yes. It was exactly. like, a, it was like a bunch of people going on a field trip. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> Somehow they got that. That scene. Yeah, that scene is like a standout, (laughs) interesting scene compared to the rest of the episode. Yep. Alex goes to visit Jack and she fucking throws a rock at the camera to break it. And she's like, look, they're not watching anymore. Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She is feisty and angry and she wants to know why he saved Ben's life. As if she's not happy that he saved Ben's life. She's probably conflicted, right? Yes, I think so. I think that in this scene, she just seems pissed that he saved his life. But she's definitely conflicted about it. Yeah. 
she's you know after everything he did to you you're supposed you should hate him they go back and forth with some questions he's asking her about juliet alex says they're about to read her verdict we're pretty strict about killing one of our own and this is where he learns that juliet killed one of the others Somebody. for him to help his friends yeah. get away so now he's like well shit <laughs> yeah yeah he says she says no wonder you're so worried about her if it wasn't for you she never would have done it and then he tells her, I saved your father because I said I would. And he has her take him to Ben because Ben, it, the way he phrases it is, is he still in charge? Which we'll talk about that later. He says, is he still in charge? Well, that woman, Isabel, do what he says. So they go to look at him, look at his infection. Jack makes the comment about how I'd be more impressed with you people if you had a good surgeon. And Ben says, we had an excellent surgeon, Jack. His name was Ethan. Which, okay. Which, why would... I mean, why would yeah, you send your surgeon on dangerous missions? Yeah, exactly. Not a great moment, but a good zinger, I guess. A good zinger, I guess, until you think about it for more for, than two yeah. seconds. <laughs> Jack is just like he did with a tumor. He's telling him all about his infection and how bad it is and how he might never walk again and blah, blah, blah. Um, he says, you need a doctor to stay with you and bring you back to health. And Ben says, here we go again. <laughs> yep. He says Julia doesn't. Hey, which, which, by the way, is the sentiment I've been feeling for most of the conversations. On the oh, yeah, so for sure. Part. This whole episode. Here we go again. Here we go again. Julia doesn't care about you. It doesn't matter what she's done. She's one of us. She's one of us. So Ben handwrites a note to Isabel to tell her to let Juliet off. So she can't be executed. He says the rules don't apply. But he has, however, ordered her she to be, be marked. marked. Which is just, again, this episode is very weird. <laughs> it is weird. And I also thought, and I don't know, this might have been maybe just my mind still reeling from how incredible the flashback sequences <laughs> were. Yeah. But I thought, or something that crossed my mind as an option when they were talking about what they are going to do to Juliet, that it wasn't necessarily that they were going to kill her in like a conventional way. I was kind of thinking like, well, but maybe they sent her somewhere okay. or they, you know, you know what I mean? Because we don't take kindly to killing one of our own. Well, I do think they were going to kill her. Right. But it would have been like, you mean like in a fucked up way? No, I meant like they would have sent her somewhere else or like. Like sent her somewhere where her, she would die, I guess. Or condemned her to some kind okay. of like even more harsh form of of existence. Because it, I mean, the I way know. she, when she reads it. She says the words execution is off the table, which to me means No, this is before it was before this. Oh, oh, okay. Before oh, okay, they, okay. They, when they were originally talking Got about it. whether Got it. like she's in trouble and they were deciding what to do with her. Yeah. My first thought was like, oh well, if this is purgatory, then they're gonna demote her to hell. Okay. Whatever <laughs> yeah. that means. Yeah. Uh but anyways, okay. it makes sense that at the end of the day they're just gonna kill, kill her. her. But yeah. I was thinking maybe they have more unique ways of punishing people that aren't just like regular prison sentences. Yeah, I guess they brand people, except... Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah. Straightforward cult stuff. Sure. It's so stupid, man. All of it. <laughs> I was honestly like, when they showed up branding, I was like, oh, I mean, that's pretty hardcore, I guess, but... Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe they, like, took a chunk of her flesh or something. Yeah. You know, like, a, implanted something in her, or, like, gave her cancer or something. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. No, they branded I don't know. Yeah, they brand all. Oh, listen, I, 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 my mind's out there looking for stuff. <laughs> so 
we later see Juliet bring a grilled cheese to Jack, and she looks really bad. She's clearly in pain. And they flirt. Yeah, they do. Fuck, man. She says, I heard- Just so out of place. You think it's out of place for them? Not for them, just, okay. I don't know. Maybe in the the context, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I it's think just that it, the stink of the rest of the episode. Oh, the rest of the episode, for it. sure. But I think it fits very well. Like, they are absolutely in this together now. No, I, I like kind of what they're developing. Yeah, it's like me and you against the world kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I think it fits very well. Um, ultimately, I, I'm not a huge fan of them together, but like, I do think it at this time, <laughs> they make sense. So yeah, they're flirting, and Juliet shows him where she's been branded, and he tells her to bring him some aloe, which just happens to be off to the left there. <laughs> uh, how that works <laughs> makes zero sense why she would want that, and, and while they have actual medicine, also... We Googled it just because we wanted to make sure aloe is something that grows in Africa and the Saudi. Oh, yeah, I feel like we talked about Madagascar. that. Yeah, in season one. But I mean, hey, we also have polar bears on this island, so. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? There's we some, can have just whatever aloe, we need. So we can have a tender moment where he gets to touch her lower back. Yeah, for real. A very intimate moment with him putting it on her. Put it on me! Okay. <laughs> Put it on me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting Jack! I know, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Um. He says, we're going to make sure he keeps his word. And she says, how are we going to do that? And he says, together. And then she tells him that they have to move back to the main island to where the others live because they can't stay there since the since the Losties know where they are. Nope, I'm not allowed to use that word. Sorry. The Losties. It's been so long. The uh, survivors. There we go. The survivors know where they are. Yeah. And then our final scene with Jack. Isabel says... He walks amongst us, but he is not one of us, which is what his tattoo says. And he says, that's what they say. It's not what they mean. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so stupid. And we see them all loading up on boats to go back to the main island. And Ben is on a stretcher, and he looks all kinds of vulnerable. He's in the fetal position. Does he... Like a little baby. Does he look like a man who's going to continue to be in power to you? Not unless some he gets bionic man or something. <laughs> no. He looks awful pathetic right now. He looks real, like a real sad boy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. Oh, are you hinting at something? I'm just, you know, letting you know the possibilities. I believe it. I mean, I, you know, because we've heard about Jacob. Yeah, we've heard about Jacob. And we already know there's so. a lot of volatility among the others. Yeah. He just, you know, decided that they're not allowed to execute Juliet, even though it seems like that's the way they do things, right? Yep. Probably a controversial decision, but we'll see. It might not be. People like Juliet. She's cool. But that's... I'm sure it's, that's not the last time we're going to hear it. <laughs> I, I would guess. It's the last time we're going to see the fucking sheriff, though. I'll tell you that much. So stupid. So dumb, man. God. And now, some more dumbness... We gotta catch up with Jack or with uh, Kate and Sawyer. Yep, I cannot. They have just ruined Kate. I know. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, her character is so far gone already. I forgot how her early. character has just been completely. They just. It's just. She, ah man, it's just not fun watching her in, yeah. in scenes anymore because it's not what she used to be. And there's. It's just very clear that she's just like supposed to be the the she's sad woman. Just bounce back and forth now. and. 
Her only relevance is who she's in love with at the moment, and it's very sad. Yeah, and it, and it ruins every other scene yeah. that she's in. Because it's like, well, this is just stupid now. Yeah. Every, all of these scenes, like, uh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, this, this whole arc with them in this episode just serves to show, stupid. like, they've already broken up, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we gotta go back for Jack. No, freckles or not. <laughs> I keep paddling this way. I really and like And then you got Carl, who's just like, just the mopiest piece of shit the whole time. Oh, hey, whoa, now, hold on a second. <laughs> don't you go shitting on Carl. He's just, uh, he's just, Carl is a 16-year-old, I mean, and by definition, he's allowed to be mopey as shit. Thank you very much. He's adorable, and he loves his girlfriend, Alex. Don't you okay. dare be mean to Carl. He's a child. Why, you know what? I should have, well, he's not. Because he's not being played by a 16-year-old. What? Okay, whatever. He's a child. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's, it was like, the way he was written, it was like, Oh, you look up there, and that's where we had a teddy bear constellation. Stop it! Oh it's my like, god, he loves Fucking his... hell, he it was lo- so dumb. He loves his girlfriend, Alex. That's so stupid. And he's a teenager, and he's allowed to, like, stargazing with his girlfriend. What is wrong with you? It's, okay, listen, he's not a teenager, though. He's like a 20-year-old okay. playing a teenager. Oh my god, fine. <laughs> the character is a teenager. It, but it's not believable. Oh my god. It's Sorry, it's not believable. Like, I'm watching this guy that looks like he could be s- selling me dip at a at a gas station, and he's, he's sitting there okay, saying- Okay, so what, like, he looks 18? <laughs> no, I mean, that's a bad comparison. I don't know. He looks I don't in think his he, 20s. I don't think he looks too old to- Can you look up how old he is? I mean, I don't want to Google Carl Yeah, that's right. Lost. Carl. Uh, unfortunately, I have to rely no, on yeah, 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 yeah. these blah, 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 blah. All right, let's do some quick math here. <laughs> he was born in 1981, the actor. So he's like fucking 24 in this. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he looks 24. Uh, yeah, sorry. This, uh, Carl just. Well, just okay, cringe. let's just pretend for a minute that he's a believable teenager. He gets a pass, okay? He gets a pass. He loves his girlfriend, Alex. They stargaze together. He misses her, and he's gonna be killed if he tries to ever see her again, and that's kind of sad. I guess. It's just... Also, he's yeah. still coming off of, like, the brainwashing room. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been a lot more... That's the thing. He uh, was just fucking clockwork orange, and he all he can talk about is how he misses his... Hey, guess what, bud? You're 16. You're not gonna love her in a year. Stop, Marshall! For fuck's sake, man! Sorry, that's not how that works. Hey, by the way, that's not how that works. It, it, uh, statistics don't lie. You're so Sorry. mean. I'm not mean. I'm realistic. You're 16, buddy. Don't worry about it. You got, you got, uh, there's plenty of other, well, maybe not fish in the sea because you're on this island in this weird cold. Yeah, there's like the one fish, get, the other teenage girl, the other teenager one, on the island. One of you is going to get sacrificed <laughs> to the island at some point because that's how this goes. So don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, sorry. That was all very stupid. Well, that's really unfortunate that you feel that way. I'm sorry. Okay, well, you're allowed to disagree with me. <laughs> anyway. You're also allowed to be wrong. Oh, uh, okay. That's the, my line. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. No, the, oh. I, I, the, the stuff about that we learned from him specifically yeah. is, is way more interesting than any of those. Okay, well, fine. So, yeah, Kate and Sawyer going at it. We're already done with them being a happy couple. We got to have happy couple Kate and Sawyer for like an hour. And now they're just gross. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they were already they were, just gross, they were, but... They were already gross, but now it's just... Yeah, you know. now it's just depressing. So, Carl tells them, you know, the second island is not where they live, it's just where they work. He says, on projects. Yeah, and projects. Sawyer says, like, the steal the kid off the raft project. 
Kate says, "No matter what happens, Sawyer always gets some good, uh, yeah, some good, good liners in." Kate says, "What did you do with the people that you took?" He says, "We give them a better life." Everybody keeps saying that. Yeah, and well, she says, Nobody. "Better than what?" And he says, "Better than yours." Yeah, okay, but like, sure. I mean, I like it. We were, we were. No, no, I like it. I, I, but I, I hate like how it's so vague. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like, yeah, okay, well, we were starving and dehydrating to death on a beach in the middle of nowhere, so right. the the bar of better it's than pretty ours low. Yeah, is it's not, pretty low. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. Although, I can only imagine it mean it has something to do with their lives outside of the island. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's something much greater. It's just in the moment, I'm like... It's, it's, it, like it's about way than... more than survival. It's uh, Yes, no, yeah. for sure. It's just funny to, to think about it in the context of, like, the past two months for them. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had toilet paper in two months. <laughs> Everything's better than my life. Well, okay, so the next scene, we find out Carl snuck away to go cry, and Sawyer goes to give him a pep talk, and I was going to talk about how nice and tender it is and how sweet it is that we have, you know, evidence of... Some people of the others who are just like kids with feelings, but I guess we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, I mean, I the part with that that was weird is just like Sawyer. It's just like men aren't allowed to cry. <laughs> you know, it's just hey, it's that was pretty big weird. for two thousand six, man. No, he's saying men aren't. Allowed oh, aren't to allowed cry. to. Oh, yeah, you're right. He tells him to cowboy up. You're right. Yeah, he says cowboy up, grow, grow up hair. Yeah, it's like every every locker room scene and every sports movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's like. Yeah. I mean, Sawyer doesn't know anything else to say, man. <laughs> He's trying to help. Did you expect anything other than that from him? No, it's just a, a unnecessary scene. Yeah. You know, except for the stuff I talked about, about how, like, his kid's in love, and it's pure, and it's sweet, and it doesn't fit in with what we know about the others so far, and therefore it's interesting, unless you're Marshall. Okay, so so this so this relationship between him and Alex is going to be relevant. Um... Not hugely relevant, but I mean, we'll talk- <laughs> no, stop it. No, we'll talk about it more in the future, and specifically uh, why why it's like why they are star-crossed lovers. Like, is it weird to you that they keep saying that if he tries to go back and be with her, they're gonna kill him? Given this whole "we don't kill our own" thing. Well, he was already in re-education. Right. That's what I'm saying, is, like, there's more to learn about him and why, specifically, right. they're going to kill him if he tries to go back and be with Alex. Or just go back at all, I guess, but... Right, it seems more relevant, like, whatever he... Unless he did something related to Alex, I, I didn't get the impression that they were punishing him because he was in a relationship with Okay, him. okay, he did something else. But regardless, the result is it kind of turns them into Starcross lovers, right? They're, they are yes. fated to not be allowed to be together. And then, let's see, we don't see anything from them until the end of the episode, we find out that Sawyer let Carl go, Kate's pissed because she says he could have led us back to where they live, Sawyer's excuse is that, you know, the others want him dead, so he wants to put distance between them. Kate says all Ben wants is that kid as far from his daughter as possible. (laughs) And then she's, they're walking back, and she says, should I walk beside you or ten paces behind you? Which I kind of appreciated that. Yeah, except it's not gonna. I can only imagine it's not gonna do anything. Her character is not gonna improve. No, oh, I know. Yeah, but I mean, she still has her moments. He says at this. He he says that he knows that she only slept with him because she thought he was gonna die. Yep. And so he's pretty much just like, "This is done. We're over." Right. And then we have a little montage at the end. Sawyer and Kate walking through the jungle. Carl and Alex looking up at the stars. Even though they're not together. 
and then we see a shot of Juliet and Jack kind of looking at each other in solidarity. Yeah. And uh, that's that's Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I okay. I'm not. <clears throat> Boy, this the stuff with Carl wasn't like the worst. It just didn't do anything for me. Like it, it was just kind of like okay, sure, but like. No, I know. Are, I'm sure, not. Surely, like... there's something more interesting to be talking about right now in the show than, like, in the episode, not like on the podcast. I guess, like... yeah. I'm not super like, oh, into Carl and Alex, right, as like a couple, but you know, I just I enjoy in media where everyone's all grown up and depressed and dealing with their own problems. When we get a storyline about just teenagers who are like having their first love or like. Being young, happy, <laughs> you know, carefree, just kind of seeing. Yeah, that, I guess I, I guess I don't like that. That there's still like some innocence and happiness in this, you know, horrible world that we're in and lost right now. Yeah. So that's why I got mad when you said Carl was whining. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing, and I, and again, it, it would be different if it looked like an actual child that was sad, but it didn't. And and that's the thing that happens a lot, I I think, in media. It's still happening, where they keep casting people who are a decade older. Yeah. And I understand it's hard to do that, because there's all kinds of legal stuff. And, like, yeah. most most of the time, child actors don't turn out so great because they've been ruined by the industry. Right. Not not of their own fault. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's... I don't know. I guess I've just seen so many shows, like, so many shows that depict teens that are so much worse than this, where, like... Not only do they look older, but they're all, like, sexed up. You know what I mean? And to me, like, Alex and Carl are just normal looking. And I don't think they look offensively older than they're supposed to. Not offensively, but I just don't buy it. I, like, yeah. every time they mention their ages, I, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be 16. Yeah, I yeah, I see that. So, like, if, there's, if they had an actual 16-year-old, like, breaking down about his girlfriend, it would have been a little different. Yeah. But I'm just looking at a guy who's... I guess to me, it's like, they definitely, they definitely look like young 20s. But I'm used to watching shows where the teenagers are played by, like, 34-year-olds, so it's, like, way worse. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I haven't watched, I never watched, I haven't watched TV like that. Yeah, it's rough, man. I believe it. Well. So I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I don't, I, I come, maybe I come across too aggressive about <laughs> fine. making fun You're of You're allowed it, to be annoyed. I, I do, I do it partially because it, it gets a reaction <laughs> gets out mad. of you and it makes, <laughs> yeah, it makes you mad. <laughs> it wasn't, like, the worst thing I've ever seen, so. Well, good. Thank I'll you. just go ahead and say Thanks. that. What a relief. It's just, it's, <laughs> you just get so upset. It's very funny. Whatever. Sorry. It's good content. Well, I have some really interesting fun facts for you today. Good. Enlighten me. Mostly they come from this interview uh, with Damon Lindelof, where in, in part of the interview, he talks about this episode. When is this interview from? Oh, man. it's I mean, it's old. It's from when the show okay. was ongoing. Gotcha. So the interviewer is basically asking him, there's a, this whole part of the interview where she's asking him about, like, whether or not they had a detailed kind of roadmap for the whole show going forward, right? Yeah. So he talks about frustrations that they had because they did know what they wanted to happen and how they wanted to get there. But this show was so ridiculously popular that ABC would not allow them to, like, set an end date. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, here they were in season three, and every time they tried to approach the network, because he, Damon Lindelof is very much like, I want this to be 
uh, tell the story and end story. it. Yeah. I want to tell the story and I want to end it. But at this point, we're in the middle of season three and ABC still had not told them. They were still just like, no, we, we're going to just keep renewing you guys, <laughs> basically. And so he was getting kind of fatigued and he was like, listen, there's going to be a dip in quality because you're not telling us when it's going to end. So we don't know when to start winding down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we have we, we don't see the finish line in sight. So... Basically, this episode came out of a feeling of, like, being cornered into continuing to develop Jack because, like, obviously he's the main guy, so yeah. we can't just, like, stop having things to say about him, but, like, we've said what we want to say about him. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, this episode happens, and it fucking sucks, and the network is like, we want another Jack episode, give us another Jack episode, and they're just like, you know, it can be about anything, just make it emotional- and people will love it because it's Jack and people love Jack. And they were like, okay. And then they did this episode <laughs> and it sucked. And because of this episode, ABC was like, all right, so tell us more about your plan for ending the show. <laughs> wow. Not, not like, oh, we're going to cancel you, but like, okay, we're ready to listen to you now and do what you want us to do in terms of like Interesting. how long you want the show to go on. And then they said, okay, yes, we want it to be done after six seasons, please. And ABC said, sure. This is an important episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so That's he says really interesting. Uh, he says, let's see. ABC said, uh, we don't like this episode. And he says we could then say we don't like it either, but it's the best we can do if we're not moving the story forward. And we're now at a point where we can't move the story forward. And they asked, "Well, what would you do if we allowed you an end date?" And we said, "Give us an end date and we'll tell you what we'll do." <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I I can't imagine like Obviously, storytelling and like a medium, like visual media, is, is is a challenge in and of itself. Television is such a, I can't imagine trying to piece together, yeah, something like this for television. Yes, so that brings me to my next fun fact. People are always asking Damon Lindelof because at the end of the day, I really do believe, and a lot of haters disagree, but I think that everything comes together really nicely at the end of the show. Yes, there will be unanswered questions. But I think that ultimately they tie all the threads together in a really satisfying way. And to the to the point where interviewers like this one are just like, okay, but like obviously you knew everything that was going to happen right from the beginning, right? Like how else could you have done this? And he goes off on this tangent and he's talking about like, maybe like if you're thinking of writing a book series, he's, he brings up J.K. Rowling. He's like, you know, she's beholden to nothing except for deadline basically right like she can put whatever the fuck she wants in those books she's the one person working on it and then it gets edited but yeah. you know she's the one making the story and he's like we have 500 people working on this project and it's just not possible to say this is exactly what i want to happen and how i want it to happen and then actually accomplish that goal <laughs> he said every yeah. new actor we bring on every new person we bring on is going to change the story he said we knew we had a roadmap but that was it. And there are some things that feel like they fit so well that surely we had them planned from the beginning. But a lot of it just kind of fell into place, right? Yeah. So the specific example that he brings up that I think is really interesting, it's not relevant to this episode, but I still wanted to mention it just because I saw it yesterday. He talks about the character Ben. He says, we have these big plans, but the plans always have trap doors built in if we need them, right? Okay. So he says, we had a plan. 
where Russo, and this is talking about the plot of season two, he says, we have a plan where Russo captures the leader of the others, but she doesn't know who he is. She thinks he's another, but she doesn't know how important he is. Uh, she turns him over to Saeed, and Saeed tortures him. And it's a short episode arc, three-episode arc, where it's it's not so much about Ben as it is about Saeed, and will he believe him, how will he react, right? It's more of a character study of Saeed. Yeah. And then he says, that was the plan, uh, and then we'll have, we'll have him escape, we'll have Michael come back, whatever. He says, the trap door in the plan is that... Once it's revealed that he's an other, he'll admit to it, and he'll start talking about the leader of the others, but in a vague way. Yeah. So that we don't know if he's talking about himself or about someone else. And he said, so if the actor is really awesome, and we're really moved by him, then he's talking about himself, and he will become the leader of the others. But if he's not hitting so well, uh, he'll just be a lieutenant or something, and he'll die, and then we'll pull in someone else who will be the actual leader of the others. Oh, wow. So yeah. he says, you know... Yes, it is true. Seriously. Michael Emerson was only brought on for three episodes. And then we were so fucking blown away by him that he became the leader of the others. Yeah. <laughs> and he says the specific moment that they chose to go with him as the leader of the others was the scene where they're giving him cereal and he looks up and he says, you guys got any milk? <laughs> like his delivery of that scene is what made ah! them... Like, oh, okay, yep, this is it. This is the guy. So, wow. I just thought that was interesting. So, it's it's just a, kind of a peek behind the curtain into, like, something as significant as who is the leader of the others going to be is so, it, it hinges on, you know, the performance of the actor. Like, they could have come up with this plan for this episode arc to reveal the leader of the others, but then if Michael Emerson didn't live up to it, then they would have had to change their mind. So, yeah. Yeah, and they had to do stuff like that throughout the show. So as amazing and complex as this show is and how it all ties together, it's like a lot of the stuff, they were just winging it, and then they had to make it fit, <laughs> which is fine, and that's how TV works. But yeah, people think... want it to be this pure thing that, like, they knew everything from the very beginning, and it's like, no, dude, we didn't. No, and you can even look, I mean, an easy way to dispel that idea is look at any time somebody adapts an already established piece of media into the visual medium yeah and even then it's it's never one-to-one -one. yeah you even can never have the yeah, source material, yeah yeah exactly it's never one-to-one -one. Yeah. even with something like a movie where you have a set cast to a certain extent you know barring some kind of emergency of some kind right you know, you know what i mean yeah it still doesn't work that way and the thing that's really cool about episodic content like this is that especially when they do it well and and they're able to able to make stuff work together it's like a almost like a living document yeah in a sense yeah and when, when they're able to to do it as well as they do it in shows like this it's, it just really makes it all the more yeah. impressive yeah when you realize that there is a certain amount of fluidity that's impossible to avoid yeah exactly so that's really cool about uh, i know so fucking michael cool. emerson yeah though. so bringing uh, it they had a good choice <laughs> yeah they did bringing it full circle you talked about throughout this episode how annoying it was that it feels like we're just going back and forth and kind of doing the same plot that we just did. Now so they, sense. I believe, initially with ABC, they wanted this show to be three seasons. They said, we know oh, what we wow. want to do. We want to tell the story and get out. And ABC was like, no, fuck that. This is really good. We want at least ten seasons. Oh, boy. So here we are getting to season three, and it's very, like, meandering. And it's just like, 
okay, you know, we yeah. have our story that we were able to tell in three seasons, but you want more than that, so we're going to kind of stretch it out. And then finally, they get their answer of six seasons. And I think at the end of season three and going forward, you can feel it really tighten up again. And it's like, okay, now we're back, right? We know. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. So this ha- this was like the peak of that. And there's a, yeah, there's a couple other episodes this season where it feels like, where are we going? <laughs> but I yeah. think they they pull it back really nicely. But yeah, that was a... Oh, also, last fun fact. Jack's tattoo does not translate into he walks amongst us, but he is not one of us. I know that's shocking <laughs> to hear. Uh, what does it say? Matthew Fox's actual tattoo is in Chinese says, Eagles high cleaving sky. <laughs> so it is just one of those like douchebag tattoos so that you get. <laughs> but they had to make a whole thing about it. <laughs> Eagles high cleaving sky. Jesus. So uh, there you go. That was uh, that was Stranger in a Strange Land. I also, it, it's interesting to me that they has that whole other tattoo above it that they don't talk about. Like, they just yeah. talk about the Chinese part. Yeah, that's and just... And the five. The rest of it's just decoration. Oh, I don't know, man. Means he got... Uh, the implications of that is he got this tattoo that's supposed to be have some kind of mystical implication that he got, and it resulted in him getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then he went and got another tattoo, like, on top of it. Yeah. Like... So this was a yeah filler. I forgot to shit on the title too. Stranger in a Strange Land. It could be referencing the Bible, or it could be referencing the novel Stranger in a Strange Land. Who fucking cares? I mean, the only real parallel I could draw between the book and this episode is like there's a character in the book who gets a lot of tattoos. They like reveal who she is as a person or whatever. But yeah. it's it's such a small part. I don't fucking know, man. Tattoos are in it. And I mean, the alien in Stranger in a Strange Land, the Martian, is supposed to be like, kind of like a messiah figure. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. That's all I got. I mean, that that concept yeah. is, the Stranger in a Strange Land concept is applies to like a bunch of different aspects of the show anyways. Right, yeah. That it. What a waste to use such a powerful title in this I, that's, episode. That's what I keep coming back, yeah. coming back to. Is it just feels like a waste. Yeah. Well, do you have an alternate title? <laughs> New segment. Uh, boy. I do. I'm not sure how colorful we want to get. Oh, with, boy. Go, um, go for it. I'll make, you come up, I'll make you come up with another one if it's too bad. Okay. Well, one of them is Jack Does a Sex Tourism. There we go. Uh, that's my personal favorite. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, oh, Too Many Nights in Bangkok, <laughs> uh, which is not really, I mean, it wasn't Bangkok. But right. The gist is there. Yeah. Well, hey, it fits better than Stranger in a Strange Land, tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I promise you the next episode is a significant improvement. It's going to be a lot more fun. I promise. The next episode is very, very fun and, like, in a good episode way, not, like, in a it's shitty, let's talk about how shitty it is way. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I was kind of prepared for this one to be funnier than it was. Nah, it was just sad and racist. Not, it was just bad and racist. Yeah. But the next episode, the next episode is called Trisha Tanaka is Dead. Trisha Tanaka is dead? (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't give you absolutely any hint at all about who it's going to be about, but it's a really fun episode is all I can tell you. Am I supposed to know, recognize that name? Okay. Trisha Tanaka is dead. I'm going to say, I could choose the 
stereotype option and say, well, it's an Asian name, so it must be Jin and Sun, but that doesn't make any sense because Trisha Tanaka isn't a particularly Korean name. Um, Trisha Tanaka is dead. The only hint I can give you is it's going to be a really fun episode. A really fun. Oh, Hurley. There we go. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I didn't mean that's really That's really funny. <laughs> I didn't actually. Mean... There we go. <laughs> well, good guess, <laughs> good Marshall. Good guess. Yeah, great guess. Hey, he got <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, all right. Woo, we gotta wrap this shit up. We gotta wrap this shit up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter at Jungle Mystery. We are on Instagram at Jungle Mystery Pod. And we are at on Gmail at Jungle Mystery Pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And other places. Good job. No patronage. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I have to do my part. Huh, shit. Um, here we go. Speaking of closing the episode, here we go. I'll see you in another life, brother. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor. I don't know that Anchor's a thing anymore. It's not. It's fine. So we're just on Spotify. Uh, no, I mean, uh, shit. <laughs> Just say you can find us wherever you find no, the podcast. You, listen, listen. Okay, sorry. I know it's your job. It's your job. I'm sorry.